Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome into the Four Feathers postgame show. I'm Johnny Nani. I've got Tony Marchese with me here. Uh, the Saturday afternoon, we're recording Blackhawks fell to the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 5-3 to three on Friday, February 19th. Uh, tonight's game got postponed uh, as we bump the postgame show back a little bit, uh, but we're going to get in here, break it all down. Tony, um, I don't know about you, I'm still a little hungover from drinking that one off. Yeah, that was a rough one, Johnny, although I didn't expect the, the Hawks to continue at the pace that they had been going for a little bit here but uh it, it just you wanted to you wanted to take that one home especially after they tied it up uh in the middle in the middle frame but uh hey it was it was not the outcome that we wanted I think that fits perfectly into the title of this episode, Reality Check, because uh, the Hawks, we're, we're uh, spoiled for a little bit there, and it was a great run uh, that they've been on, and, you know, it's still continuing, so, you know, points and however many of their last, you know, 10 or 12, um, it, it always looks good uh, uh, in the standings, but at the end of the day, you run into a Carolina Hurricanes team that is elite, let's be honest, you know, think back to the preseason projections, what, Hawks expected to finish 7th, Canes expected to finish, like, 2nd, only behind Tampa Bay, so uh, Reality Check here, that's what we're going to call this one. Um, before we get in and break this thing down, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can go and follow us on Twitter and Instagram where we share these episodes at Four Feathers Pod and the main account at ontapsportsnet for all things Chicago. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please go and give us a five star rating and review and subscribe wherever you listen so you can get these episodes in your queue as soon as they drop. So, Tony, before we dive into initial thoughts on the game, there's a little bit of news. Uh, I mentioned a game tonight postponed. This is supposed to be a back to back series with Carolina, but NHL doing some schedule shuffling sucks for us, Tony. I wanted, you know, the chance at redemption here. Yeah, I'd, I definitely would have liked to have that second game, and uh, I think that uh, the Hawks would uh, come out a little bit um, pressing if they were playing tonight and just wanting to get on the board there after after the third that we saw. But, um, yeah, and it just also sucks, Johnny, just for the fact that uh, we don't have a Hawks game to uh, watch and crack a few beers open and enjoy the Saturday night with. So uh, it's uh, I got an open slate on the calendar now. It, yeah, uh, plenty of hockey otherwise to watch, uh, but yeah, just not the same if it's not the Blackhawks. So uh, other news note here is that Connor Murphy was a full participant in morning skate yesterday, which is a good sign. He has now missed six games uh, with hip injury. You know, he did not play last night. It was the same lineup as Wednesday night at Detroit in that win uh, that they took into Carolina for this Friday night matchup. But uh, Murphy, uh, you know, on the mend, that is a good sign for the Blackhawks back end. And uh, we'll get to why that's so important, uh, because there were some issues uh, in this one. So like I mentioned, a five to three loss or regulation against the Carolina Hurricanes here. Um, initial thoughts here. Uh, it's kind of meh to start, um, you know, Carolina struck a little bit later into the first period, but no, not, not terrible. The one goal deficit going into the locker room for the first time you can deal with that, but they were absolutely dead uh, early in the second period uh, showed some life late as we'll get to and completely undisciplined third. I don't know if you had initial thoughts before we kind of jump into the scoring of this thing tone. I mean, Johnny, honestly, those, those thoughts kind of echo what I had to feel. I mean, I think that this was a pretty simple game to watch, uh, for a hockey fan, you could tell you had a young team and a really good team playing on the ice last night. Um, the the meh in the first period, uh, completely agree with that period, just kind of went by on the TV as you sat there enjoying your first few beverages of the night. No real, um, no real swings, I guess you could say, 
Um, and then, yeah, as we get to the undisciplined third period, it was just a downhill game. Yeah, uh, most definitely. So uh, within that first period, you know, Carolina kind of jumps out, uh, putting a little bit of pressure on. But the Hawks answered in a little bit of waves. Um, the one early observation that I had, uh, it would not last all game. But, hey, they, in in the first period, there was some excellent puck support that led to short passes, that led to clean zone exits. And that's what you need to do against Carolina. So I was encouraged by that, uh, but it would not hold up. Uh, I got a little sloppier as uh, Carolina speed wore on the Hawks. So uh, getting into kind of the significant plays here, Brady Skay uh, takes a cross-checking penalty on Hagel at 13.01. Hey, I love seeing Brandon Hagel out there drawing penalties, kind of in the Andrew Shaw role. It's excellent. Uh, they had a new look on the power play when the Hawks went out. Uh, Carpenter, in, in that bumper role, uh, Ron and I talked on Wednesday night about needing a better puck retriever in that role as Boquist was there Wednesday. That only lasted one game, so they did put someone new in there. Uh, unfortunately, did not result in, in too much success. So, um, you know, the second unit had the better of the chances there. Uh, would you like to see Brandon Hagel in that role? That's something Ron suggested. You know, actually, uh, I do as well. I think he would perform, uh, you know, excellently in that, given his skill set. Uh, Johnny, the uh, when you guys were talking about it uh, in the Four Feathers group chat, uh, it also got me thinking on those same lines. And I really think this team also does miss Andrew Shaw right now. Um, you know, just having him on the power play. I mean, you talk about the the Andrew Shaw role. I think that. Uh, you know, that's just one more guy that's solid on the power play. Um, and we've kind of seen that fizzle out just a little bit over this. And it's, you know, it just brings me back to the fact that this team has held the held their own uh, against some uh, pretty decent opponents, I, I would say, uh, without some of these guys over this little stretch here. But, um, yeah, I, I think if you're if you're asking uh, if I give Hagel a shot next, uh, that that's exactly where I'm going if I'm Jeremy Calton. Yeah, good point there. Um, you know, I would also consider Carl Soderberg uh, for that role, too, just strictly for the length. And, you know, he's a veteran, so he's been around the block a uh, time or two before, uh, kind of knows the drill of what he needs to do in that role. So I'm um, not saying he should be that, but he could be an option while you're still without uh, some of these guys. So uh, let's move on to scoring here. Kelvin DeHaan uh, was stripped of the puck. It was after kind of Nikita Zadorov kind of went through him. Uh, DeHaan has it on his blade, but uh, Kane's, you know, putting on a good forecheck. Uh, they keep it in. You know, Nita Ryder eventually walks in, uh, shoots one that banks in off the door. I looked like it was going to go a little wide. Uh, that makes it one. Canes here. Um, I, I wasn't feeling too completely terrible uh, after that one, though, Tony. At first, it looked like that might have been one that Lankanen just missed and saw it head on. But then you saw the replay and it's like, oh, well, it hit off the big man Zadorov's foot. So uh, a, little, a little bit tough uh, to, you know, break there for the Hawks. But either way, it was one Canes after one. Uh, in the second period, the Canes would strike again. Uh, it was just a bad shift. Uh, They're getting hounded uh, in their own zone. Canes win a board battle. Uh, Bean feeds it back to Trocek, and he doesn't miss. Uh, Two O'Kanes here. My question for you, Tony, in this one, how the fuck do you get trapped in your, you know, in your own zone by one four checker? Like you have the numbers and Nicholas Bodine and I forget who the forward was around him. It was just uh, Jesper Fast, uh, you know, taking him to school, bending him over. How the fuck does that happen? I think that's what happens when uh, you have some bad on ice communication. You just don't know where your teammates are going to be on the ice. Um, I don't know if that's just for lack of feel, Johnny, or if it's just your head's not in the game. There's so many different things that I can think of, but I don't know that that should not be taking place at the NHL level. I mean, that's yeah. just bad hockey. 
Uh, you know, I'm not trying to rip on Bodine. It was a tough go for him. Any every, any rookie, we've seen him already for multiple guys, Boquist, Mitchell, you name it. They've all had tough ones. This was a tough one for Bodine, uh, and I think a good, you know, point of uh, learning for him. So uh, hopefully, hopefully he can make the adjustments going forward. Uh, it was just a sloppy start to this period, Tony. Uh, Carolina was absolutely dictating the terms. Uh, you just see, look at these Corsi numbers just going up and up and up, scoring chances all uh, in their favor to start this thing. Uh, but the Blackhawks, after this this just randomly got some life and it came thanks to mr showtime um you know it was after a uh the blackhawks were shorthanded and the canes had hit a post still pressing after that thought that could have been you know a 3-0 uh swing there uh no patrick alex to it shovels the puck up to patrick kane and he puts on a vintage spinorama move tony just talk about how absolutely disgusting this was I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, vintage Patrick Kane, or is it just Patrick Kane? That's what that's what you don't know. Like, eh. floored by that goal. Absolutely floored by that goal. I was at uh, one of the Western Conference final games against the Ducks that the Hawks had lost back in 2015 when Kane pulled that same exact move off. And I was sitting back, I think, in 328, and just watching him come down the ice and be able to pull that off and slip that puck, it just, ugh, dude, it, it goes through it goes through a keyhole in order to get into the net. There is not many humans on this planet that have the talent to do that. And to have him be in Chicago, and I know we say this over and over again, to have him be in Chicago for his whole entire career so far at the NHL level and be able to make plays like that, like, you have to take the time and appreciate that. I think I watched that goal maybe 15 times last night just on repeat before I caught back up live to the game. Absolute insanity. Yeah, I mean, we're blessed. We've gotten, you know, uh, obviously Patrick Kane doing that on the regular, but we got an absolute another uh, highlight reel goal just in the game prior, uh, thanks to Philip Kershev. Just uh, unreal to see. And the funny thing about that is in the post-game presser, Patrick Kane said he actually missed his spot. He was trying to go high over the blocker, uh, went under it. Uh, but either way, the, that release, the spin, the whole move, the whole sequence of it, uh, yeah, it's tough for a goalie because he didn't give him his eyes at all. That's a no-look backhand spinorama. Just uh, unbelievable stuff. So uh, not too long. Yeah, make it nasty. Exactly. Uh, as we get down towards uh, the second period, winding down, uh, just maybe 11 seconds left. Uh, Blackhawks got a zone entry that got broken up, had to circle back to center ice, but they had a sense of urgency uh, to get back in. And David Camp gets a puck uh, high along the half wall and uh, sends a little drop past Ian Mitchell, who's streaking in. And he fired an absolute fucking rocket. Uh, Camp and Kane with the assist on this one. Um, it, it was phenomenal i love seeing uh ian mitchell uh score especially a big goal like that in a big situation yeah and, and this is the point in the game johnny where i'm thinking okay do i believe right now do i believe that we can actually complete this comeback and compete in the third you bet your damn ass i do because this team has shown it over the last few weeks um so this is i guess i'm i was feeling very excited at that moment but you talk about the kid who scored the goal and I go back to some of the things that you said in some of our, our preview shows, confidence builders, big time goals in big time situations. And I would consider the game time goal to be a big time situation, especially for a kid in his rookie year. You love seeing this right now because you, you if you can supplement the scoring with the back end um, and a kid like Ian Mitchell, 
Uh, that's just that's just clutch times. Those are confidence builders. Those types of things will add up. I thought that that was going to be a little bit more of a momentum pusher for the Hawks in this, but uh, we all know how the third went. Yeah, uh, third was undisciplined. That's the only way to describe it. Strobe takes a penalty at 214 mark. Uh, Natchez shoots one, hits Lankinen, hits the VAR, hits Calvin DeHaan, goes in. Tough night for Calvin DeHaan, uh, just getting some bad breaks. He did make some big blocks in some key situations, uh, a couple deflections as well on passes. But uh, overall, he found himself in some bad areas, and obviously that turnover on the first goal, this one bouncing in off of him uh, on the power play, though. So uh, discipline, the name of the game. Canes retake the lead here. Uh, they wouldn't really relinquish it. Uh, you know, Zadorov takes a slashing penalty at 742. That was kind of negated, though, so the Hawks get bailed out in this one. Otherwise, I think it could have been 6-2, uh, excuse me, 6-3 uh, in this one in the final. Um, but Stahl took a holding penalty on DeHaan at 8.38, about a minute into there. So uh, Hawks couldn't do anything with a, a little under a minute of power play time after that. Boquist takes tripping penalty at 13.36. And, uh, you know, Lankton made uh, some big saves uh, through a screen, one on a slot shot. Uh, but then Fast, Jesper Fast feeds you know, Nito Rider out in front. Uh, he buries it. This would end up being the game-winning goal. Made it 4-2 to two Canes here. And, um, you know, the Blackhawks pulled the goalie uh, early, and there's an empty netter by Slavin. I know you hate that strategy, Tony. The, uh, you know, early pull uh, of the goalie, but, you know, they're trying to get back into it. Um, Hawks would eventually get one back. There's a fast tripping penalty at 19 mark and uh, Soderberg had a tip in goal on a cane shot. That's all she wrote for this one. Five, three um, yeah, observations from you. You just reminded me how much I fucking hate when the goalie gets pulled early like that. Um, I wasn't even going to go into that one. I was just going to kind of smooth it over. But damn it, Johnny. Uh, you have to bring up things that grind my gears, and I'll have to t- just touch on them. Uh, you know, thoughts uh, on the third overall. Um, they just didn't come out with any sort of want, desire, or need to finish this game. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was fatigue. I, I don't know, but uh, there was a lot of breakdowns. Kevin Lykanen just definitely not as crisp. Uh, as we've seen him so far this season, and every goalie's going to have that game. But at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning of this, better hockey team and a young hockey team. And that, that's what it came down to. Uh, the Canes are no uh, uh, slouch in finishing off you know, young teams or even good teams themselves. Uh, really wasn't surprised by the end of the outcome. Just kind of upset that the third period live bet strategy that Ron Luce and I had uh, <laughs> just kind of went to the wayside last night uh, with that yeah. loss because we were riding a hot streak right there, Johnny, for a little while. That's a tough one for your heart and your wallet there. So yep. uh, definitely t- a tough break. My observations here, I already touched on Bodine's rough night. Uh, hopefully he can learn from it. He has been playing uh, better in the stretch before when the Hawks were uh, on their little point streak there and a three-game winning streak before. Uh, he's dynamic, plays at both ends, so I expect him fully uh, to rebound, but uh, teaching points there. Hope he goes back and studies film. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, I sung his praises a little bit on the post-game show after Wednesday night because I, I was – satisfied with this game overall um but to the last night on friday night here um the bad zadorov returned uh mr jekyll and hyde uh, i was this about was, to say that <laughs> this uh that you know it's he's that's just the way it is with him and it sucks i'd like to get some consistent play out of him but i don't think we will uh which is really hurts when you think back to the side trade so uh that's a discussion for another day uh moving on like i said Calvin DeHaan 
Uh, some good, uh, like I mentioned with the blocks and some uh, past breakups, but some unfortunate plays uh, for him. You know, one turnover and then another uh, where the puck bounces in off of him. So uh, he's a seasoned vet, though. Uh, he'll rebound from that. Uh, and you need to outwork teams like Carolina when, when they have the skill advantage. The thing to do is uh, cool and tough player of the game, Tony. Um, mine, I'm going to go with Matthias Yenmark because he looked like the only one willing to skate the puck into the zone for massive stretches at a time. And uh, he was, you know, uh, reliable uh, defensively. Didn't have too many blunders against him. And uh, I, I just, you know, he's got that big body, uh, which you need uh, against teams like Carolina who are going to keep coming at you all the time. So do you have a different uh player for a cool and tough player of the game you know i've got to go back to patrick kane here johnny and i know that he has a high bar uh to ever achieve cool and tough player of the game but you know no look spinoramas that wind up in goals like there's nothing more that uh just drips cool and tough than that so i've, I've got to go with kaner all right i like it um uh, let's get into our next game preview move on from this one throw it out uh it'll be like i mentioned this was uh supposed to be back to back but we're postponed, so they're on to the next uh, stretch of their road trip here. Uh, the final stop is Columbus. They will be there Tuesday night, February 23rd, 6 p.m. Central Time start. Game is on NBC Sports Chicago. Hawks, after last night, are now 9-6-4, and 22 points. The Blue Jackets are 8-6-4, 20 points. Their last time out, they defeated Nashville 3-0 on Thursday night. Nashville is a struggling team, so I would put a whole lot of weight into that. Uh, but they'll play again tonight, so they'll get one more game uh, before they play the Hawks. We'll see how that one shakes out. Um, but as we're recording this on Saturday morning, their last result was a uh, 3-0 win over the Nashville Predators Thursday night. Um, the head-to-head season series, we've already played these guys four times, both at the UC. Um, it's 2-2, two to two, so, uh, you know, I kind of expect this one to be another split and we'll go three and three after this. I uh, obviously I hope it's not that, and the Hawks are taking a sweep here, Tony, but uh, I foresee a split. I can also foresee a split here uh, in the upcoming series. Uh, I can also see uh, some more overtime games in our future. The Hawks have played some teams very closely um, and have had some success in the third. I don't think that they're going to let their foot off the gas. I'm hoping that Mr. Adjustment Jeremy Calton is going to get in the rear in the locker room before this next matchup, and especially in that second intermission and have his team ready to go. Um, if he doesn't, you know, you'll hear about it here. Um, but uh, that's what I'm expecting, Johnny. So, I I think maybe one overtime loss and a win is what I'm going with. Yeah, it sounds likely to me. Um, you know, you, you'd see Lincoln in for one game. You could you could see him for two because they are uh, not back to back nights uh, like this is supposed to be. So you know, with these days off, maybe give him two. Um, but they have been going to Malcolm Subban at times too. Um, even when it's not a back to back. So we shall see what the goalie situation is. Obviously, a couple days removed uh, from this one. So uh, stay tuned to the Four Feathers Pod Twitter account. Uh, we'll send out any updates as soon as they become available. There. Uh, my only other adjustment for this before we get six to click Tony is. Uh, uh, bring back some goddamn smelling salts. I haven't seen the clips of, you know, Patrick Kane and the boys sharing them on the bench. Um, the, let's get those back out. They need a little jump in their game. If you're gonna is is that game, a COVID like thing? Columbus. I don't know. But yeah, they can have their own individual ones. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I know they used that. To I'm just, you got I'm the just old wondering. clip of John Hayden and Ryan Hartman, you know, the, yeah. those were great. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, just, bring those back out. A little more jump. I just want a little more jump, you know. I was just wondering if that was like a sacrifice we had to make for, for, the, uh, for the COVID uh, thing because i haven't seen well, them either 
they're, I've I've seen them a little. I think there was one in a game earlier this year where there's a Hawks uh, player shown, but the, around the league there have been some. So um, d- don't think it's a COVID casualty, but um, all right. that's all I had. That's all I had. A little uh, smelling salt uh, tangent here. Let's get sick to click in, wrap this thing up, Don. I'm going Kubalik because I'd, I'd want to use that graphic that uh, our guy Schwartzy made uh, in the uh, the back offices of ONTAP Sportsnet. Just fucking crank it. I love that saying. I think it. that's cool and tough, and I love I love the Kubalik crank. Um, so I just want to see it happen. I want to be able to use that graphic as much as possible. No other reason besides that. Slapshot goals are always just so cool and tough and one-timers, too. I mean, it's just amazing. I I love those. That's why I came up with that. so simple. Just fucking crank it. It kind of inspired by, you know, you saw the old Danny Heatley when he's at the bottom of the circle (laughs) at the goal line. Fucking stick up in the air. Uh, You got uh, David Krejci for Boston. Uh, He did the same thing earlier this year. Uh, Kubalik, you know, he picks his spots a little bit better uh, within the circle, uh, especially on the power play. So, yeah, just fucking crank it. I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, as I'm looking up and down roster here um you know he, he got one last game and i have a weird feeling that he's going to get uh, a little bit of an opportunity on this power play because i think they're going to go with veteran guys a little more uh, i'll go with carl soderberg um it's just kind of i like going off the wall with some of these and uh you know when they hit uh, i sound like a genius and when i don't it's like why the hell did you pick him but i'll take that risk so uh that's all i got you got a final thought uh, before we close this down Final thoughts, if uh, if your sticks to clicks are anything like uh, sitting next to you at the Super Bowl when you uh, just randomly called like every single play, uh, Nostra Nani, uh, I think as uh, you've earned the name, um, then uh, we'll, we'll probably be seeing uh, Carl Soderberg on the power play scoring goals for the Hawks, and I think that bodes well. Let's, let's see a win in this next tilt. Yeah, uh, let's get back on track, see a win, uh, get the smelling salts out. That is it. Uh, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fourfeatherspod at ontapsportsnet. You know the drill. Subscribe, rate, review so you can get these podcasts right in your queue. Tony, let's send it out with those three words we all know and love. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks.